Welcome to Keeping It Real in Business, hosted by Salma Ben-Kabu, the millennial business lawyer. She'll cover the legal must-knows for protecting your business and the lessons she has learned along the way. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Keeping It Real in Business. Today, we're covering one of my favorite topics, or probably my favorite topic, which is establishing the legal foundation for your business um, as part of our Building Your Foundation series. So we're going to be talking about, you know, the process of registering your business and what are some of the factors that you need to consider in doing so. So, of course, we're going to talk about the differences between LLCs and S-Corps and some other things that you may not have thought about that are actually implicated in the business registration process. So let's get started. You know, registering your business, it really isn't as simple as a lot of people may think. I see so many people take advice from friends, families, you know, their rich uncle that's twice removed or, you know, acquaintances that just aren't lawyers or sometimes they take that advice from a CPA. Now, a CPA is allowed to give you tax advice, but unless they're a licensed attorney, they're not allowed to give you um, business legal liability advice, right? When it comes to choosing which entity and how to register your business and so forth. So this is one of the biggest you know, legal rookie mistakes that I see is that a lot of entrepreneurs will just call their CPA to register their business and they think that they've got their, you know, their legal foundation set. And that's a huge, huge problem that I've seen one too many times and I've had to clean up so many different mistakes and a lot of times these mistakes happen you know after you've you know invested so much time and effort and money into your business only to realize that it may come all crashing down at one point so before you decide on registering your business you first need to figure out what is the name going to represent and whether or not it's eligible to be registered so in figuring out your company name there's three determinations that you have to consider first thing is is it available to register as a company name in your state right that is the company registration within whatever state you plan to operate from the second consideration is if it's going to represent your brand you want to ensure that it's eligible for trademark protection or registration in determining whether or not to use that particular name right so that's a search that we would have to do with the uspto which is the united states patent and trademark office in determining whether or not you're able to use that name even if it is eligible for registration on the state level lastly you want to think about is it available as a domain name so if that is how your target audience is going to find you even if you plan to use an acronym of that particular name to be able to use for your domain you also want to make sure that it's eligible to be purchased spelled out typically when you look for a domain and it's already taken that's an indication that you may have an issue with trademarks Um, so don't get ahead of yourself by making that you know rookie mistake of choosing a name that may not be eligible for a domain or may not be eligible for trademark protection and you don't want to find that out after you've already registered your business right so another tip i do want to give you about domains is that you want to make sure that if it is available that you actually go ahead and snag it um, and you want to snag the spelling variations of it you know you want to make sure that no one else is able to purchase another domain that sounds like yours or may seem similar to yours or where your consumer or target audience is going to misspell in in trying to reach your company and use that URL to route it to their websites. And, you know, it would be really awful if that person was your competitor. You know, you really want to make sure that you're ahead of the game and you're snagging all of the domains that would be utilized or mistaken for your company's domain. Domains can be very cheap and, you know, you can have them indefinitely. And they're also things that you're able to sell if you decide not 
lot to use it. Um, can't tell you how much money people make off of just domains. Please be mindful of that and making sure that you secure any of your domains right off the bat. These determinations happen way before you start you know, registering your business. So this is why it's so important to go hire a business lawyer first before you actually go and obtain advice of any other person, including a CPA. So now that we've picked a name and we've got the domain, it's time to focus on business formation. So you really need to figure out what business entity is right for you and your business. But before we get into registering a business, you first need to understand why we register these businesses, right? So the main reason why we register businesses is to really put our personal affairs to be separated from our business affairs, right? We want to make sure that our business creditors are not able to reach our personal assets if there's ever a dispute. So if there's any issues that happen with your business, you want to make sure that your personal assets are not within the reach of any of your business creditors, right? So sometimes you're not able to avoid it and sometimes you may make mistakes and the business creditor is able to pierce the corporate veil, which is a fancy way of saying that they're able to come after your personal assets. But if you take the time to understand what your liability may be and understanding how to protect yourself from it by hiring a business attorney that can help you in achieving that separation or that legal corporate veil, then you are in a better position that even if someone does decide to sue you, you're hoping to be in a position where they're only limited to your business profits, right? And assets. All right. So now that we know why we need to register a business, the next step is figuring out what type of business entity is right for me and my business, right? The main question that I typically get from any entrepreneur that's looking to register a business is, do I choose an LLC or an S-Corp? So let's just go ahead and get this out of the way now so that we have an understanding of what business entities really are. An S-Corp is really just a tax designation that is not a legal entity. And whether you're organized as a corporation or an LLC, you're eligible to elect that S-Corp tax designation. LLCs can be taxed as, you know, if you're a single member LLC, will be taxed as a sole proprietor. Or if you're in a partnership, you'll be taxed as a general partnership or you can be taxed as an S-Corp in either scenarios. A corporation can be taxed or elect to be taxed as an S-Corp or a C-Corp. Now you have to set up your corporation in a manner that allows you to elect the tax designation of an S-Corp. So it's really important that you have that conversation with your business attorney as well as with your CPA. So, you know, your CPA is really gonna help you understand the tax implications of each tax election or designation for whatever entity that you decide to choose. That should be the extent of their advice on what type of entity you should move forward with. Now, when it comes to the legal liability aspect of things or that corporate shield, which is the entire purpose of why we register our businesses, that is the advice that you want to obtain from your business attorney. Now, the other thing I do want to mention before we go into you know, choosing an LLC versus a corporation is also understanding what a DBA is or doing business as, which is what DBA stands for. You know, a DBA is a fictitious name. It is essentially just a nickname for a particular company. It is not designed to be a legal entity as most people will want you to believe. Or if you go to your family members or your friends, these are some of the things that they, they may advise you on. Um, I can't tell you how many people will say, I have a, you know, an umbrella company and I have a whole bunch of DBAs under it. And each DBA represents a completely different business. Well, that is really still just one business. You cannot use a DBA as a separate business. It is not a separate business. Um, sometimes as a sole proprietor, you may not want to register your business as a legal entity. So you may just decide to register a fictitious name so that your target audience or your um, you know consumer can, can be able to identify you more easily in commerce. But DBAs are not business entities. So I just want to make sure that everyone is aware of that and understanding the 
liability that can come with that, meaning that if you put all of your businesses under one umbrella, your business creditor can come for all of your profits under that one umbrella. So it's really important that you separate your businesses if you are engaged in more than one business. So in making the determination as to whether or not you're going to register as an LLC or a corporation, it's really important to understand what do each offer and what are their differences, right? Both of them are designed to have legal liability shield or corporate veil to protect you or your personal assets from the reach of your business creditors. They're both going to work the same when it comes to that legal liability shield. Where they differ is in you know, their formalities and whether or not you're able to um, organize and follow the corporate formalities required for each one. They both have two separate bodies of law and they both have different formalities. And if you don't understand their differences and you're just operating as a sole proprietor, then a lot of times what we, you know, we will pierce the corporate veil to reach your personal assets, right? Again, that's just another fancy way of saying that, you know, you're acting as a sole proprietor, so we're gonna treat you as a sole proprietor. It's really important that you understand what is required for each one. And like I said, you know, in, in terms of the liability shield, they're both gonna protect you the same so long as you are in compliance with the corporate formalities of your state. And those differ from state to state, so you definitely want a business attorney in your state. Now, the tax implications are another factor that you want to consider in, you know, determining which entity is right for you. Now, as I've said earlier, you know, electing the S-Corp tax designation is eligible for either entities. You just have to be able to understand how each entity is structured and if there's any deadlines for that election. And that is the advice that you want to be able to obtain from your CPA, right? So your CPA is going to tell you whether or not, you know, as an LLC, if you've exceeded the deadline for that tax election, whether or not it's going to save you some money or if it's going to cost you some money, you know, and either or you want to make that determination. The other aspect that you want to consider is, um, you know, the filing fees. What are the filing fees for each of these business entities? Some are higher than others, and it really just depends on your state. In also making that determination, you want to figure out how much is it going to cost me to maintain an active status for this particular entity in my annual renewal fees. Some states have, you know, one annual fee that you pay every year. Other states have, you know, an annual fee plus taxes that you might have to pay or various other fees that are required to maintain your your active status as a business entity you know for my clients if I'm retained to do their business formation I am also the registered agent for their company and I receive all notifications for their renewals on their behalf you know this way they don't miss the mark they don't pay any penalties for registering late or worse you know become inactive and now they are no longer considered you know a business entity in that particular state so you definitely want to make sure that you're mindful of ensuring that you're maintaining your active status within your state on a yearly basis and really understanding what all is required for you to maintain that status, right? Um, I will say this, that if you're engaging in you know, transactions with other companies, a lot of times companies will look you up to make sure that you're a legitimate business. And if they see that you're not even, you know, maintaining your corporate formalities or your annual registrations, at that point, they're going to, you know, look at you as a business that doesn't take itself serious. And to be honest, I wouldn't blame them, right? So if you're not maintaining your business active status, why should they believe that you're still in business or that you're even a legitimate business? Right. So don't make that, you know, rookie mistake by just not knowing better or forgetting certain things and not thinking that they're important. Right. 
I do want to flush out the corporate formalities aspect of things because it is not an easy um, determination and is something that you absolutely want to make sure you hire a business attorney for. You know, formalities for LLCs are different than those for corporations. Um, you know, one of the main things I do want to mention is you need to have a corporate binder that's going to keep all of your corporate documents together. So in making decisions and having meetings, you need to make sure that you're keeping resolutions, which is, you know, um, decisions that you've made on each of your meetings and on each of your business decisions. You know, some states require resolutions for certain things. Um, for LLCs, you can have an operating agreement that's going to get you out of some of the state requirements that you're eligible to contract out of each state is different each state has their own statutes and their own body of law in which and that determine you know what type of formalities you actually need to follow corporations tend to be a lot more heavy in corporate formalities you know they are designed to have a board of directors they're designed to have shareholders right so the shareholders are the owners of that corporation you know the board of directors are the people that make the decisions and they can elect officers like ceo cfos and so forth so already if you're a one man or one woman show you're playing three roles and wearing three hats and if you don't have the ability to understand what decisions need to be made by who and understanding the corporate formalities that may be required from you you will probably make a mistake so it's really important that you have a business attorney that can help you identify what is required of the business entity that you both decide on together collectively that is in the best interest of your company. So I know that this is a lot to take in and I wanted it to be something where it's not too much information that it overwhelms and confuses you. And I really wanted to pinpoint just some of the considerations that you need to think about as a business owner. You know, this is not a DIY project. You know, anything that requires a license to do is not something that you want to do yourself, right? But at least now you have a better idea of how to build your legal foundation and understanding where to start right you know don't forget to hire a business attorney they'll likely help you find a cpa if you don't already have one um, but make sure that you are seeing both of them don't just rely on one advice and not the others right and making sure that you outweigh the tax liability versus the legal liability you know i will say this that you might want to pay more taxes in tax liability than you might want to be able to deal with legal liability right because legal liability could mean the can make or break your business it could essentially put down your business with one lawsuit so just be very mindful of that so thanks again for listening to keeping it real in business i hope that this episode was valuable to you of course as always please leave a review we truly do appreciate it and leave us any questions that you may have we're happy to answer them for you so um thank you guys again and i'll talk to you guys on the next episode